You're listening to Karen Swain, teacher of deliberate creation, accentuating the positive, showing you a way to a better life. Accentuating the positive, it's not just bad, it's sanity. Who in their right mind would accentuate anything else? You're my the fabulous Shaggy. <laughs> Talking about angels. Got a bit of an angel on the phone at the moment. Her name's Natasha Howie, and she is the CEO of the Concern Foundation. But she's been doing a whole lot of things over her life. What other foundations, charities have you worked for, Natasha? Um, look, I, I suppose I started very young. I, my, I ran my first charity event at 14 years old. Wow. When, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. One of my, my mates had a sister with Down syndrome and she just loved hanging out with us. And yeah. we loved, you know, we loved spending time with her. And we realized that all the children at the center really craved company. So we did a, a little talent show and spent time with them and, and all of that sort of thing at 14 and would go and visit them. And, and that's where it, it sort of started. And then I've along the way, I've worked, obviously donated, but actually worked with an organization called Opportunity International, which is an amazing organization that does microfinance and helps the world's poorest entrepreneurs and mm-hmm. business owners in the world. Mm-hmm. I've been overseas with them as well and uh, seen some incredible, incredible, inspiring entrepreneurs that uh, start off with $100 and create these amazing enterprises to support themselves and their communities. Yeah, yeah. So. I think I went to a charity event for them the other day. There were some girls raising money for them. They had about 60 middle-aged women go and see Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh really? The best part of the movie was listening to the commentary in the cinema. <laughs> uh, that was that was for opportunity. Yeah, that was for opportunity. Wow. Yeah, that was interesting. And so you've basically dedicated your life, haven't you, to service to helping others? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I have my own business as well, but uh, yeah, in the interim, I do, and uh, I guess. At a very young age, at the age of 22, I had a bit of a a wake-up call and it really spurred me on to to go, okay, well, you know, we really do need love and kindness in the world and I think if everyone gets in and helps out and just spreads that love and kindness, I think it does make things a lot better for everybody else. Yeah. Do you want to share with people what your wake-up call was? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's funny. I'm telling you all my secrets, Karen. <laughs> <laughs> it's only me and a few thousand people listening. Oh, to great. <laughs> great. Um, yeah, so when I was 22, I came home one day and um, I found my fiancé had passed away. He'd taken his own life and that was, you know, it was the last thing I, you know, it was such a shock and was the last thing I would have expected and it just completely turned my entire life around. And I bet. Yeah, just I did a lot of soul searching. So from that age, it took me a long, long time. And actually, it was ten years after I did an NLP course. I don't know if you've ever heard of NLP, neuro-linguistic programming. Yeah, I have. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what really helped me get through it, if you like, because I'd seen counsellors and social workers and psychiatrists and all of that sort of stuff. But yeah, that body of work really helped me to start to understand and move through it. Move through it. So there was 10 years of soul searching from the age of what, about early 20s to early 30s? Yeah, yeah, a lot. um, A lot of pain and a lot of blaming myself and 
a lot of unnecessary pain, I would say. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. And it was really impacting my life, was really impacting my life and my relationships and communication and uh, my self-worth more than anything else. Yeah, yeah. And, and um, then you did NLP. Well, I do a form of NLP too, but not. Oh. I don't call it NLP, but um, yeah. but help people change the way they think. So it's just reprogramming exactly. how you think because we, exactly. we, we make decisions. Like I, I would imagine that you started making decisions about what a terrible person you are and then spent Ten oh, years, absolutely. Then spent ten years beating up on yourself, and that yes. becomes that thought pattern becomes a habit, and then you've got to break that habit. You've got to break yes. that habit, and that's what neurolinguistic programming is all about. You've got to reprogram the habit of thinking that you exactly. come up with because it's not the truth. And no. uh, yeah, so yeah, stuff like that is great. That's what I yeah. do. Help people yeah. do that, but it's really interesting. Wonderful. Often we live our lives of not being happy and not realizing that we do have these habits of thought. Thoughts that uh, that are sort of torturing us, and we and we're just so yeah. used to them. They become old friends that we don't even see that they're there anymore until somebody points it out. Do you know that you believe this? And yeah. and then it sort of slaps you in the face, and you go, "Oh my god, I do too. I need to change that. I really need yeah. to change that because it's not making me happy." Yeah, well, you, you, you're absolutely spot on, and well, I literally was living a life of quiet desperation. No one, yep. no one would know because you had a smile was, on your face. Yeah, and I was still functioning in the world. Mm -hmm. But then when I was able to break out of it, that's when I decided to get more involved with different charities. So not just giving money, but giving my time and and love as well and and really spreading that message of of love and kindness. So um, I have another organization that I'm a, a founder of called Inspiring Entrepreneurs and we have entrepreneurs and business owners that meet bi monthly and, you know, we're about catching up because we share a value for philanthropy and making a difference. Yes, so, yeah. So we use our skills as well as our money as a resource to, to yeah. give back. Yeah. yeah, that's the secret to happiness is creating happiness in the life of another, whether, yeah. it's, whether it's your partner or your child or your next-door neighbour or a community you know, in overseas. Creating happiness in the life of another is the secret to happiness. Yeah. And you figured that one out, honey. Yeah. <laughs> I figured it out the hard way. <laughs> Most of us do figure it out the way. hard way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And the other thing I figured out was just sharing your story. Yes. Because uh, whilst I was living that life of quiet desperation, quiet desperation. I, I didn't tell anybody. Yes. And through my organisation, we literally share our story because being a business owner, as you would know, can be really hard. And, you know, it's when you share the, the hard stuff and, and just be really real about it, it, it makes it okay. It makes it a lot easier. And yeah. people relate. I know. It's so funny because I post inspirational stuff on Facebook all the time, right? And then I shared my story at the beginning of the year of being fat, fat and unfit, fat 50 and I should be dead. And, and so I put some videos up of me doing a juice fast and I had so many people talk. It was the, it was the most popular post I'd ever. All these beautiful inspirational quotes and stories and sharing people on radio and everything. And, and you know, I had people watching and listening. But this post of me talking about my dilemma about being fat seemed to really hit the chord with so many people. And everywhere I went, even when people didn't comment or like or whatever, they said to me, I saw your video about being fat. 
<laughs> and you're still it's, juicing that soda bean? Like, <laughs> God. <laughs> because it's not so easy to share those it's personal not, things. It's not but, easy, yeah. But when you do, it's quite actually quite liberating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the secret's out. Guess what? I'm fat. <laughs> Be- behind the microphone, nobody would know. <laughs> Ah, oh, too good. So how can people donate or offer their services to the charity that you're working yeah, for, to the Concerned well, Foundation? Yeah, well, there's, we've got, you can sponsor a child for 150 Australian dollars for a whole year and oh, that gets them good. school books and wow. uniforms and school fees for the entire year and um, and you can talk to them on Skype and, yeah. you know, talk to us. And, and then we, when we, you're feeling down, they'll talk to you and cheer you up. Exactly. <laughs> it's, it's so amazing. It's a two-way streak. It really is. Yeah. It really is. And if you've got some skills, we're going to be running a plausible campaign to, to raise money. Yeah. So, you know, if you have any good ideas or anything like that, please contact us through the Concern PK. So it's concernpk.org and contact us through the website because we'd love to hear your ideas and, and, you know, we'd love to, we're looking for people to help join the organisation and spread the word and people do like run events and to raise money and I can teach people how to run events, you know, where you share your inspiring story and yeah, we just do a whole heap of stuff that's really cool and fun and gets people involved. Sounds fantastic, Diane. Sounds absolutely fantastic. So thanks so much for coming on radio and sharing your story with us. It's been beautiful. Thank you. And just say the website again, it's concernpk.org. That's right. If people yeah. want to donate or have a look at it or uh, connect with some kids. So when you donate the 150 for the year, you just do yep. it in one lump sum rather than doing a monthly instalment. Yeah, that's right. right. And the kids will actually do a little sign for you yep. and put say thank you and put your name on it. And if you have a company, if you're doing it in a company name, they'll actually paint a big banner with a logo. Um, and they'll put it on your Facebook page. They oh, love giving, but they love it. doing arty things and, and sending it to people. So, oh, that's yeah. fantastic. I love that. I love yeah. that idea. So, if, yeah, if you've got a small business out there, maybe a cafe or a shop or something, yep. you could put this shop donates to educate children in Pakistan. I mean, that really gets people in. I mean, there's so much competition yeah. out there in business. It's great to have something else that motivates people to buy your coffee or buy your product because a bit of that money is going towards helping others on the exactly. other side of the world. Exactly. Yeah. And the, the kids will at any time come to your cafe and on Skype, if you have a, a, a Skype screen or a computer and do a little spot, they love singing and dancing and uh, these kids have got some really awesome moves. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> that sounds fantastic. Oh, thanks, darling, for being uh, on air with us. So that's Concern PK. .org if you're interested in helping out. Thanks a lot, Th- honey. Thank you so much, Karen. Bye much for appreciated. Now. Bye. Bye-bye. Natasha Howie there of the Concern Foundation. Here's a bit of Lenny Kravitz. Life ain't never been this good. <laughs>